Good morning, church. Welcome to another message. Uh, today being Pentecost Sunday, uh, we are uh, at a time in the history of mankind when so many things are happening that we need to pay attention to. And we pray that uh, this morning that the Holy Spirit will speak to us and we will know exactly the mind of God, what it is that uh, we are expected to do at a time like this. And, uh, you know, we're always grateful to God for what He has done and is doing. So let us continue to have that uh, attitude of uh, gratitude towards God. Amen. So let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help us this morning. Father, we thank you for this day that you have given us. This is a very significant day in the history of mankind, being the Pentecost Sunday. And we thank you that you will speak to us and you will reveal your word and your intentions and those things that we need to know at a time such as this. And we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise and thanks for the anointing that teacheth and revealeth. And we give you all the glory for all that you are doing. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Many years ago, as a traveling minister of God, um, I had uh, been having a lot of experiences and encounters with the Lord. And one night I had a dream. And in this dream, I was transported to a country called Bahrain, where I had once worked for 10 years and uh, had not been back ever after that. And then all of a sudden I had this dream and I was transported to Bahrain and I was walking down a familiar street and uh, I noticed that some of the buildings that were there in my time were no longer there, it was just bare land and uh, things had changed. And as I was walking down the street, I thought to myself, that's strange, all those buildings have gone. And anyway, when I woke up in the morning, I realized that God was talking to me about going back to Bahrain at some stage. Now, I had no idea, no plans to go to Bahrain. I didn't even think about it, but here it was, all of a sudden. And then, not many months later, I was in Bahrain in exactly that same street, and exactly the same scenario, a demolished uh, building. There was no uh, buildings on that bare land. And, and I, th I was amazed at how God prepares somebody for the things that he is about to do. But what I did not realize also was that he was going to use me very powerfully in Bahrain. And one Sunday evening we were taken to Aramco, which is a oil company uh, that did all the oil, uh, you know, processing, drilling and all of that sort of stuff over there. And there was a big community of foreigners and locals over living over there and they had a small church service going and I was invited to that church service to speak. Well, I didn't know what was going to happen but when that service uh, was coming to a close I gave an altar call for people to be saved and maybe between uh, six to eight people came out uh, quite a few people uh, surrounding them as well and I was uh, leading them in the prayer <clears throat> for salvation when suddenly the Holy Ghost fell upon them as they were say, confessing their sins and repenting and asking the Lord into their life. And, I, and for the first time I saw Acts chapter 10 take place. 
where the Holy Spirit fell on Cornelius and his people all you know while they were talking while Peter was talking to them and a baptism of the Holy Spirit happened and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spake in tongues and needless to say of course that at that meeting in Bahrain many many people were touched changed and lives were you know destined for greater and better things so we see that you know that God is uh, always ready to pour out his spirit upon people who are hungry and thirsty and that is the key to you know the times that we are living in that that we must have that hunger and thirst for what the next move of God is going to be now unless we have that we're going to let this all pass by and, and forget about it but God is you know always desirous of pouring out his spirit and today we are at the uh, the, the, the day of Pentecost when we are expecting that there are going to be greater things that are going to come as a result of what has happened to the earth now and where we have been isolated and shut down and it's like as though we are locked into the prayer closet and we have been praying and all and many many people around the world are praying and, and we believe that as in the day of Pentecost that when they were praying, waiting upon the Lord's word to come to pass, that the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them. So we know that, you know, God is moving. Last night, I wanted to watch uh, the, the outpouring of the uh, Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost in a movie. So I put on the YouTube, I sat there and I was watching it. And, and uh, I, I was just trying to get some inspiration for this message. And then suddenly there was a very violent wind that came out outside while this movie was going on. And then I felt something on the top of my head and I, and I said, am I having an experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And then I said, well, why don't I put my hand on the top of my head to see if there's a flame of fire there. And I said, I hope my hand doesn't get burnt while I do that. But, you know, when I did that, it all stopped. The wind stopped and that feeling on my head stopped. So, and I, well, was that my imagination or something else? And you know, I took it as, as a confirmation of God saying to me that this is something that is to be expected, that something is going to come to this earth in this similar fashion, that is going to touch the nations of the world and change lives in a very, very powerful way. So I believe that the next move of God is going to be a move of God that is going to be of His love and of His power combined together. It's not just going to be power, but it's going to be an outpouring of His love and of power. And this is what we are supposed to wait for. This is what God wanted us to wait for. We are not to wait for disasters and plagues and problems that are to come. Amen? We don't want those things. We are praying against those things. What we are praying for is more of the Holy Spirit, more of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit so people can get saved and that people can be healed, delivered and set free. So the Holy Spirit baptism, you know, is a deposit for the redemption of the purchased possession. This is what Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 say. So let's have a quick look at that just to ratify this and then we'll see how the baptism of the Holy Spirit in my opinion, as this is what the scriptures are saying, is for the redemption of the purchased position. Now the purchased position was you and I, those who believe in Jesus, 
through the sacrifice of Jesus, the crucifixion, and they are they purchased possession. Now, for the redemption of these people, there was a deposit paid. Amen. So in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 through to 14, it says, In whom he also trusted, that is meaning Jesus, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after, now listen to this, after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now there was a Holy Spirit promised and had not yet come, but had come on the day of Pentecost. Then he goes on to say, which is the earnest or the deposit of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. So here is a deposit of the Holy Spirit upon us. We haven't received the full impact of what God wants to give us. And you know that will happen when we get up to heaven. And right now the, the Holy Spirit is upon us. And he has baptized us. He has caused us to come into that power situation. And, and there's, a, there's a furtherance of his involvement in our lives that we are to expect. Because there's a continual supply. Amen. And this is what we've got to see. We've got to, we've got to experience it. I've, I've experienced it so many times in my life. You know, after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I continued to receive more and more of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to look forward to what God is preparing. In, in, and through this, this COVID-19 and other situations that are going on in the earth, that we, you know, are in a very critical time when God is going to outpour His Spirit so that you and I can become powerful ministers of God and the world can get more of Jesus and get uh, the healing, miracles, signs and wonders that they do so desperately need. And this is what we, look, God, we are to look forward to. So we have to wait. Whilst we are waiting, we have to look forward to this thing that God has promised. Now, unfortunately, the church has made God's love, okay, because we're talking about the love of God being the next move of God. But the love of God, God is being translated by the church in many instances into just works. Amen? You know, works have a value. Love works do have a great value with God. But they're not as important as loving God. Amen? So, you know, you must love your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength and your soul. And, and then, you know, the other is to love your fellow man and then do the works that God has called you to do so we cannot put the cart before the horse we have to have our focus clearly upon the love of God and loving God first amen when we love God first we can do all the other things so right now right now what's happening is that we are in the valley of decisions amen because we are locked up uh, there's death all around People are dying of this plague and other scenarios that are going on on the earth. And you know, it's a, a place that in the Bible is described as the Valley of Acho. The Valley of Acho was a place where this guy who was with Joshua did the wrong thing and, you know, kept back some of the loot that he took, which should have gone to God, and brought a curse upon Joshua and the Israelites. Now, because of that, God said he's unhappy uh, about it and he wanted this man to be stoned. So they took him to the valley of Achor, which is actually quite a fertile place. And there they stoned him and his family and all his belongings. And they 
destroyed him and his family there. Now, you know, this place called Acho is a place of death. It was a fertile land, but it became a place of death. Now, what's happening around us is like a valley of Acho. There's death all around us. We have sinned against God. We have turned our hearts away from God. We have done all the wrong things. That is the people in the world, even some in the church have done that. And, and we have to be repentant of all these things that we have done. Amen. Then only and only then can God move and bring about what he wants done upon the earth through the body of Christ. Because, you know, if we continue in this manner, then we will continue to stay in that valley of decisions and death. And we will, we will not be able to go forward. We will we'll hunger and thirst, but we won't get to where we're supposed to go. So we, we are desperate this time for God to do something. And so God begins to speak in this valley of Acho. And he, and he says something to Israel. Though Israel had turned its heart away from God, gone after other lovers, you know, had, had turned away from all his advances and his blessings, had taken what he had given them, and they gave it to Baal. And he was very, very upset. And God was talking to them in Hosea chapter 2. And let's have a quick look at that. And he says something in Hosea chapter 2. That is very, very important. Which is very relevant to today. And we need to pay attention to these verses. And you know, the first two chapters talk about how God had done all these things for Israel. And they had turned their heart away from him. And he was very upset. And now they had come to this valley of Acho. <laughs> Just like what we are in, right? They had come to this valley of Acho. So in Hosea chapter 2, verse 15, he says, This is the redemption, okay? So he's talking about being, redeeming Israel to himself. And he says, And I will give her her vineyards from thence, and the valley of Acho for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth, and as in the day when she came out of the land of Egypt. So here we are, you know, a, a door of hope. Israel was going to get a door of hope in the midst of all its troubles, its adulteries, its fornications, its lies, because God was going to woo. Now hear this carefully. He's going to woo the bride in this situation. He's going, he's going to bring her back to himself. And I believe that's what God is doing right now. He's wooing the real bride of Christ back to himself in this shutdown scenario. And, and we, we are being wooed by God to come back to him. You know, many of us have been praying and repenting and seeking the Lord more than we have ever done before. Because we have come to the realization that we cannot go forward. We cannot live our lives without Jesus in us. Amen. And that relationship. He is our bridegroom and we are his bride. Now, you know, the church, as I said, had turned her heart, her heart away from God. And many of the sins that are upon this earth are partly because of what the church has done and should have not done, but did. So here now we see God wooing the bride back. So we see that there's a new song being sung. And God is singing a new song over his bride. And he's saying, listen, come back to me. Now, the Valley of Acho talks about hopelessness. You know, it's a place without hope. So that's why he said, I will give you a door of hope. Now, in this hopelessness, you know, we can lose our way. Now, the disciples had walked with Jesus. They'd seen the miracle signs and wonders. 
and then they witness the crucifixion. So they had come to a place of hopelessness. They had lost their hope. And all that thing that had been done by Christ before them, you know, was now being lost. And they're saying, where is this all going to take us? So the crucifixion was hard upon them. But when you are down and out in the valley, I want to tell you this, some of you may need to know this, that when you are down in the valley, amen, there is a door of hope. And that door is Jesus. In John 10, 10, he says, I am the door. Amen. And he says, no one can come to the Father except he come through me. That means you have to go through that door that is Jesus to get to the Father. Now he's telling, I'm opening a door for you in the valley of your despair and destruction and problem. That's what he's telling us. Prophetically speaking, that's what God is telling us. So I want you to come and look at Romans chapter 5, verse 5. And this is the proof verse for the message today. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. It says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given us. Please pay careful attention to this verse, okay? Because we're going to be referring to this verse later down the track. So we see the scenario where hope is hard to come by when you're down and up, amen? But God says, I will open a door of hope in your valley, amen? He says in the word of God that the messenger of God, that is Jesus, he will not, bru he will not break a bruised reed, nor will he quench a smoking flax. Now, <laughs> we are like a broken reed and a smoking flax because we are locked up, we can't move, we can't do anything and you know our hope needs to be increased and we need to look forward to the things that are coming but we need encouragement, we need strength and God is opening up a new door for us. So God, Jesus knew that after the crucifixion that his disciples would be very very down and up. So he appeared to them for 40 days, right? And there he gave them infallible proofs about who he was what he had done and he had spoken spoken to them about the kingdom and about the things that were to come. And then he said to them, go and wait in Jerusalem. Not many days hence I shall pour out my, I will send you power from on high. Now if he appeared to them 40 days and Pentecost is 50 days. So from Passover, 40 days had passed over. From the crucifixion, 40 days had passed over. So they didn't really have to wait a long time. 10 days was not a long time. Amen. And then suddenly, from heaven came this mighty rushing wind. Tongues of fire appeared on top of their heads. They spoke in other tongues and other languages. And many thousands of people came to the Lord. Miracle signs and wonders happened. And then there were continual outpourings of the Holy Spirit, not only upon them, but upon others who had not known about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, about receiving the Holy Spirit. And they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it kept happening right through the book of Acts and it's happening right through after that to all of us and even the modern day is happening to many 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 more people and so wherever we go in the world preach the gospel we see <clears throat> the same thing being reenacted but what is coming and this is the prophetic verse because this is what Romans 5 5 says and the hope shall not make a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Now this hope is the door of hope. So what is the love of God shed abroad in our hearts? That is what is 
what we've got to discover and that is Jesus hallelujah the love of God is Jesus now all this was prophesied and said so in Abraham when the promises were given to Abraham and then all of these things came to pass as Joel prophesied in when Peter and the disciples were there and then it's continuing to happen so I'm trying to give you an understanding that you are to expect the continual happening of this because it's it's something that's happening all the time so the love of God amen the love of God is the person of God Jesus is being poured out by the Holy Ghost into every human being who believes when the Lord spoke to me about love I was seeking him about the meaning of love okay and I, I know I, I'm a bit concerned about the way people speak about love and, and call what, what they call love I, I find it very difficult to manage the way they think about it but you know Galatians 3 13 to 19 talks about the love of God the height the length the depth the breadth you know uh, Pastor George was telling us they are telling me the other day he says there are four dimensions to the love of God that is described in, in uh, Ephesians uh, 3 to 3 14 to 19 sorry Ephesians 3 14 to 19 and, and I said, yes, the height, the length, the depth, and the breadth. So we are talking about, you know, one aspect of God's love. We're not always talking about these four different depths and heights and lengths. But we've got to understand that it's an incomprehensible love. It can only be revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. But there is a manifestation of this love. And the manifestation of this love is the outpouring of Christ himself into the hearts of men and women and children who are waiting to receive this love of God. Now, when I started questioning God about His love, and I started speaking to God about His love, this is what He showed me. That those who do not receive Jesus Christ as, His Lord, as Lord and Savior, do not receive the love of God. That's why they're in that valley. That's why they're desperate. There are so many people in the world today who do not have the love of God. They don't know what it means to be loved by God. And I was one of them till God spoke to me and he showed me that he loved me and he cared for me. Now, in a, in a world full of uh, disasters and problems and chaos and in our own lives where things don't go right every time, you know, it's hard to manage that relationship with God based on love. I say, God, if you love me, why aren't you doing the things that you are, I'm asking you to do or I need you to do? You know, and God says, you know, I have poured out my love upon you. You have to receive it. So it is in the receiving, okay, this is where I want you to focus on. It is in the receiving that you will begin to understand that there's something that has happened based on prophecy and that something is going to keep happening based on that prophecy. So the love of God was shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost when Jesus came and walked the earth and he did what he did and we see the love of God the manifestation of the love of God is the person of God in the human flesh walking on the earth doing the things that he did so I, I see this I see Christ coming amongst us the sinners the ones who should be wiped out and saying no I want these people saved and I'm going to show them the love of God. I'm going to show them the power of God. So both were shown. Amen. And you know in Luke 4, 18 and 19. Jesus says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because thou hast anointed me. 
Then he goes on talking about how he's been anointed to preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, do all of those things. And then this is where he begins to show the power of God. Okay, One is the love of God, the other is the power of God. Now the love of God was manifest to us, finally, when he went to the cross. Now the self-sacrifice of Christ is the love of God. Now without that love, it was not possible, it is impossible for man to be saved. It had to be Jesus. And then Jesus goes to the Father and he gets the promise from heaven. That is of the Holy Ghost. And he says, now I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. Now what the Holy Spirit does is he comes in and he ratifies everything Jesus said. He confirms it to us. And then we begin to feel the love of God because now the love of God is living in us. And we begin to partake of it. But when we are in a valley, when we are in desperate situations, okay, it is hope that pushes through. It is hope that works. It is hope that brings forth the faith that you need at that time to push through the situations that you are facing in life. Though the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, starts off or kicks off a whole heap of things that begin to happen, both power and love and revelation that you never had before. And then you walk through the journey of life in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You know, it is the Holy Ghost power that is within you that says, you know, that God, God says in Ephesians 3.20, I'm able to do far more exceedingly abundantly than you can ever hope to ask or think according to the power that works within you. So that power within you is the Holy Ghost and it is the love of God. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost. And my brothers and sisters, I want to tell you, now, now is the time to start receiving this love. Many of us need this love. We are, we, are, we are coming to church, we're doing lots of things, but we have not engaged this love in its fullness. And you know, I, I want this, I need it. I'm desperately hungry and thirsty for more of God's love and more of God's blessings in a, in a dark and evil world that does not want to love, that does not want to care, that does not want, and I'm determined to change the way I think and the way I do things because Paul says nothing is valuable in the sight of God if it does not have love. You can do all the works in the world and if it is not done with love, it has no value. So faith that works by love, that is what we need. Amen. And we need to understand this height and the length, the depth and the breadth of this love because otherwise we're going to just focus on one thing and we're not going to realize that when we are challenged to love, right, when we are challenged to love, that we have to dig deep. We got to dig deep into the, into the love of Jesus that went, that sent him to the cross. We got to dig deep into the breadth of Jesus when he spread his hands and said, Father, it is finished. Okay, so the height, the length, the depth and the breadth is the cross. And then we got to understand that. We got to understand what God has done for us through his son, Jesus. And then what Jesus has done for us by sending us the Holy Spirit. You know, the spirit of love. Amen. So when the spirit of love comes, 
He begins to operate and miracle signs and wonders begin to take place. People get healed, people get delivered, people get set free because the love of God is working. You know, I've seen it so much in my ministry. I've gone out into 16, 18 nations, I think it is, and I've seen the love of God falling upon people. People who are sinners, people who are living in fornication, people are taking drugs, people are doing bad things, but God is not interested in their sin, He's interested in their soul. And so he pours out his spirit upon them and they get whacked by the Holy Ghost. You know, whole churches have been wiped out in my ministry. And I think, God, what are you doing? You know, and I and he said, what is this? And he said, this is my love. I'm pouring it out upon the church. And then we say, we look at the miracle signs and wonders, but we don't see the love, the love of God to save a soul. So when the soul receives, you know, when they receive the Holy Spirit, they're receiving the love of God. It's not just power, they're receiving the love of God. And so we know that God, God's love is a person shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost. You know, people come afterwards and they say, we've never felt anything like this before. And that's the amazing thing about it. None of us have felt it. And every time it happens, you know, you're outpouring. You're, you're actually outpouring the Lord Jesus Christ into the heart, the love of God into the heart of a person. And they're getting stronger and they're getting strengthened because we go through stuff. Come on, we all go through stuff. You know, it's really difficult for us sometimes. But it's the love of God that is going to pull us out of that situation. And it's going to be the love of... It's not the answer that you are looking for, that material answer. Okay, it's not even the spiritual answer that you're looking for. If you're looking for more power. I would tell you, don't look for more power. Look for more love. And then you will get the power. Amen. That's when the power will begin to flow. When God sees that you are willing to walk in that love. And you know, love, one of the, the, the greatest understandings of love is self-sacrifice. If you want to be a person who serves God, okay, whether you are a minister of God or a lay person or whatever, if you want to serve God, serve God in His love. And then you will see the power of God. Miracles, signs and wonders taking place. You know, yeah, just a few, I think it was uh, yesterday, we went to the shopping center and then we were going home and we got a phone call from one of our church members and she's having a serious heart problem and uh, they cannot operate on her because she's well past 80. The husband rang us up and said, you know, can you pray for my wife? She's in serious trouble. I said, well, I happen to be in the local area. So let me come and pray for you. So both Anoja and I went and we laid hands on this person and when we met her at the door, she was in serious trouble. Because the doctors are not going to operate and, you know, there's no hope for her as far as the doctors are concerned. <laughs> but they don't know about the hope that is Jesus. Amen. And she was reaching out. So we went and we just laid hands on her, anointed her with oil according to the word of God. And we prayed. You know, right before our eyes, I'll tell you, right before our eyes, her entire demeanor and attitude and physical body changed. And she came out of that prayer. It didn't take long, just maybe a minute and a half. Okay? She came out of that prayer completely restored. Now, this is the love of God. Amen? They, they were touched not only by the power of God, but they were touched by the love. That someone came and showed them. They were loved. 
they felt it and they sensed it. Amen. This is what we need to do, my friends. We have to taste this love. I'm hungry. I'm telling you, I'm hungry and thirsting for more of this love. I've decided, I've made up my mind now. I said, look, I'm not after this, just the power. I'm after this love. I want to know this love. I want to understand this love of God. And if it has been shed abroad in my heart through the Holy, in my heart through the Holy Spirit, I want to know it. I want to walk with God in this love because this is what it is about. And though this love is to the exclusive to the one who receives Jesus Christ, don't forget that the unconditional love of God that is towards sinners is still there. You know, He's not looking at our sin, He's looking at our soul. And He's saying, now come to me, okay? Then you will experience the love of God. Now even in our desperate situations, even though we are born again Christian, even in our desperate situations, sometimes we feel that God doesn't love us. Or God doesn't care, He's not doing anything about it, He's just letting us go through the situation. And I'll tell you, every one of us can feel that and have felt that. But that's where we've got to dig deep, as I've said before. We've got to dig deep. And we've got to get into this love of God. And say, Lord, show me your love. Show me something. And just when you need it, God will turn up and He will show you the love. Love walked the earth. That is Jesus. Now, if you don't receive God's love, and if you don't turn your heart away from the wickedness of this world, and you seek the world to love you, then you're going to get God's wrath. That's, that's the reality of it. Because the wrath of God is against all wickedness, and against all those who do not receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Now, it's not because He doesn't love any one of us. He loves all of us. But there are conditions to receiving that love. That's why he says, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost. See, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you begin to receive the love of God. And salvation of Jesus, receiving Jesus, is, is, a, is a, the most important thing that you can go through. There you begin to receive what God did out of His love for you and me. And then comes the ongoing relationship with the Holy Spirit. So when that happens, God's love penetrates us. He, it actually comes in. And that's what it means to say it was shed abroad in our hearts. Now He's living in us. He's actually come into our souls, into our spirit man, and He's living there. Now the moment He comes in there, He says, hope does not make us ashamed. So this hope that we have, as a Christian, this hope that we have that God is going to send Jesus back to us soon. Okay? The hope that we have that He will get us out of our situations. It does not make us ashamed because the love of God is in our hearts. So when people ask you, how can you stand in the midst of all these trials and tribulations that you're going through and still hope because you have the love of God in, his, in your heart. Because you realize God loves you. And that God will never do anything wrong. So let us begin to understand what is Pentecost. Pentecost is the love of God, not just the power of God. Jesus Christ, the love of God shed abroad in our hearts, is the Pentecost. Amen. His crucifixion is there for the world to see. And the world knows about it. 
but they have not received his love because they have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ's love on the cross. They, yeah, they see the, the cross, they see that, and they say, oh, well, so be it. But they don't accept it. Now, when you don't accept it, it doesn't come into you, it doesn't penetrate into you. Okay, it's a physical interaction, it's a spiritual interaction. I know, because when we lay hands upon people and we pray, the love of God hits them. That's the power of God and the love of God hits them. And there's a physical interaction that takes place and the demons leave and the despair leaves and the de death leaves and, and all the evil leaves because the love of God now, it conquers, conquers everything. Amen, breaks everything in their life. And he say, hey, take your hands off this person. This person is my lover. I love this person. You know, and that's the power. That is the power. The power is the love. Amen. So now we receive the Holy Ghost. On the day of Pentecost, the disciples received the Holy Ghost. And he said, you will become witnesses. So witnesses is to say and do what Jesus said and did. So now we're going in the love of God. Witnessing the love of God to people. You know, and saying, Jesus loves you. And he wants to save you and heal you and deliver you. Now, people don't receive it necessarily. Some do. And the ones who do receive a transformation in their lives. And a physical thing takes place there. So Jesus Christ in Luke 4, 18 and 19 says that. That here I am. What Isaiah spoke about has been fulfilled. And here I am. Okay, now here's the manifest love of God walking the earth. Now, if Christ had not come, okay, if Christ had not done what he did, God would have still loved, but that would have just been an external love. It would not have been that which was manifest. Amen? And that's what we have to understand. That love is manifest in Christ Jesus. Okay? He's a person. He, he loves you. He cares for you. He can walk into your room he can walk into your situation as a person and he can intervene you know when i was in my uh, on my bed in the middle of the night i know so many of you heard this testimony two o'clock in the morning my bedroom wall disappears and jesus appears to me he walked in as a person amen he walked in as a person and then the next encounter i have is god asking me in an audible voice why do you think i don't love you i love you very much you are my son so you are the son and the daughter of God. So don't sit in your despair. Don't sit in your you know, sorrow and your difficulties and your depression and your past and saying God doesn't love me or nobody loves me. God loves you more than you love yourself. God loves you. Amen. And he has shed abroad his love through the Holy Ghost into your heart. You need to receive that. You know, I want to pray for you right now because I know that you need this right now. Now, if you're ready to receive, okay, I want to release the power of God into your life through this message. You begin to open your heart up, okay? You begin to open your heart. Don't harden your heart. Open your heart and say, oh, nothing's going to, you know, you say, ah, nothing's going to happen, then nothing will happen. But if you're going to say, Lord, I'm here, touch me, I'm willing to receive, then you're going to receive something. So let me pray for you right now. Open your heart up. Okay, and just look into the TV that you're watching this on. Don't close your eyes, just look into this and lift your hands to Jesus and let me pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you sent to us 
to love us. I release the power of God to your people right now. The love of God in the name of Jesus. Begin to manifest and touch them in the way they need it and the way you know that you want to give it to them right now in Jesus name. I release it right now in Jesus name. Let the fire of God fall upon you. Let the love of God fall upon you right now. Let it penetrate your heart and let it remove all the works of the devil and all the lies that you've told yourself. It all must be broken now in the name of Jesus. Be released. All your soul ties cut. All the curses on you be broken right now and you'll be redeemed right now by the precious blood of Jesus and the outpouring of the Spirit right now in your household right now where you are and from today i declare that your life will be changed that prosperity health strength eternal life redemption will increase and multiply in your life and you shall be saved in a greater way than you are right now in jesus name hallelujah you see the love of god is real my friends i'm telling you don't don't reject god don't reject what he's doing in your life this is the true love of Pentecost so when God comes okay he, he, he usually asks you to do something that might be very 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 difficult for you Jesus was sent to save his people and he had to go to the cross amen it was a very difficult thing for him to do but he did it that is the ultimate love sacrifice and you know maybe you've got some things in your heart and in your mind that you need to give up right now unforgiveness bad habits you know doubt unbelief Lord, all of those things take it to the cross okay just receive what jesus did and you will be free today and you will find yourself in a greater greater walk than you've ever been before jesus tells the book in the book of revelation to the church at ephesus he says return to your first love you see they had great works they had great works but they did not have the love of God working in those works and they had lost their first love they didn't even know about it some of us are like that we need a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost okay seek that and get it from God and then you'll see that God is breaking through on your front just for you okay just for you and that's what it's all about a God who's personal you know we were at the center point which is that shopping center where we go and do our street evangelism and I met a woman who I spoke to about the love of God and I said and she was telling me all the bad things about what she was she had done in her life and one of which was even attempted murder and and I said you know something Jesus loves you huh. this amazing thing is that she didn't want to receive the love of God she said why do I need God when I when I am myself when I know who I am and I said well you don't know Christ and you need to receive his love because there's so much of sorrow and pain you're carrying in your heart right we cannot judge anybody my friends okay this is the danger that I often find myself in of wanting to judge somebody because they said something or did something or offended me or we think that they're not good enough 
you know, because they're dirty, rotten scoundrels, they've sinned and they're bigger sinners than us and they need to go to hell. No, you can't, you can't think about it that, that way. Jesus never thinks about it that way. Jesus always thinks about it as, there's a son and a daughter, I need their soul. And he pours out his love. But this woman that day refused it. I prayed for her. That's all I can do. Okay, but I told her the gospel. I told her that Jesus loves her. I didn't condemn her. I didn't say anything about that to let you know. I just said to her, you have a choice. And the choice is now. You make that choice now. You don't make the choice after you die. You make that choice now. Some of us have to make the choice now to believe God and to move on forward and forget the past and to receive the love of God and move forward. You know, otherwise it's a choice. Some of us are not saved because we've gone into unbelief so much that we don't believe in God anymore. Okay? And there are people out there in the world who don't believe in God. So I told them, it's either heaven or hell because the love of God is for those who believe in Jesus Christ. Okay? That is the manifest love of God. Okay? Yes, He still loves you. He still cares for you. But He has made a decree that you must receive His Son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior now. Amen? And that's what it is. If you, if you need to repent, do that now. Get on your knees and repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry for all my wicked ways. Forgive me and let me come back to you. And then you will begin to see the love of God working in your life like never before. So we see that we have come to a place where, you know, the personified love of God and His power is going to be poured out. It's going to be poured out, my friends. This is the prophetic nature of this verse, Romans 5.5. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts and hope does not make us ashamed. What am I hoping for? I'm hoping for something that God has prophetically spoken into my life. Now I went back and I had a look at my years of ministry from the age of 34 when I accepted Jesus to the age of 44 when I went into full-time ministry. And then what happened between 44 and now today I'm 66, you know, what God did. And I'm amazed at, at or almost every situation, every country I went to where I did the meetings. It was always the baptism of the Holy Spirit that was the feature. Amen. There were other things that happened, but it was always the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit became a gateway for the power of God to move in amongst the people. That even the people who did not come forward, who were already baptized in the Holy Spirit, their lives were changed. Okay. God's going to do that in the church again. I'm telling you, the power of God is going to get poured out upon the church in such a powerful way. That the church will be reeling and a rocking and they'll say you're drunk but you're not drunk. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then you go out and you will do miracle signs and wonders. We're seeing it all the time in our ministry. And when I look back on that pattern of what was happening in my ministry, I realized, hey, hang on a second. There's something that I have not really paid attention to. And that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit that God is doing. Wherever we go, in whatever country, you know, color, creed, race, money, no money, he doesn't care. He's pouring out his spirit. And in the last days, he's going to pour out his spirit that wherever you go and wherever you lay hands or wherever you preach or wherever you pray, that God is going to pour out his spirit. Whether it be as in the day of Pentecost or otherwise, the manifest presence of God is going to appear. People are going to see it. They even want to look at you and they're going to say, 
Oh, you look like Jesus. Of course you look like Jesus because Jesus lives in you. So, you know, brother and sister, don't put yourself down. You know, get ready. Gear your loins up. For the time is coming when the power of God is going to pour out of you. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. That is the love of God. That is the power of God. And it's, you know, don't just focus on power. I'm telling you, the love of God, let it come through and it will hit the people where it's supposed to hit them and will change their circumstances and they'll begin to know and they'll begin to understand that Jesus Christ is Lord. And this is what God has been talking about all along and what God wants us to have and what you and I should keep having more and more and more. You know, hope is such a powerful thing. It is beyond imagination what hope can do. So when Abraham got a word from God about to go into the wilderness and travels all over the world, wherever he was walking, right? He did that in hope of a faith over that word that he had received. Now it says he hoped against hope. And, and that means he got rid of the worldly hope and he came into the godly hope. And then people would have questioned him, you know, so what are you talking about? Sarah laughed. And said, how can you have a baby now? I'm, I'm a barren woman and you are an impotent man. Right? But he hoped against hope. 75 years of age, he receives the promise by word only. And then in, when he's 100 years old, the promise that he was hoping for and had faith for becomes manifest in a child called Isaac. Wow! So here's the love of God manifest in a person called Isaac. In the same way, God told Mary that you're going to have a baby and he's going to be called Jesus and he's going to be born of the Holy Spirit and he's going to be the savior of the world. Now here's the manifestation again. My friends, the manifestation of Jesus is real. He's going to walk into this earth one day and the whole earth is going to see him. They already see him in heaven, okay? So the ones who have died and gone, they already see him. The evil spirits already see him. They know who he is. He was hidden, God, and revealed. And now they see him because he was hung on the cross. Amen? They thought they got him, but they didn't get him. Okay? The evil spirits, they got him. They didn't, they didn't realize that's the love of God. Nobody can understand the cross, okay? The love of God is incomprehensible. Comprehensible. So that's why you need Jesus. That's why you need the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. And when the Holy Spirit reveals it to you, you know how to get on your knees and thank God for what He did for you. Amen. That's when you will really appreciate the cross. That's when you will appreciate what Jesus did for you. I'm telling you, the days are coming when you will go and speak the love of God. You will give hope to people in their desperate situation and they will receive it. And they will say, yes, God has spoken to me. And no matter what happens to them, they will keep hoping. Like I'm hoping, I'm, I keep hoping for the day when, when we, we will be released into a greater dimension of ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know, changes take place while you're in the closet. Your mind gets changed yeah, because he said, by the renewing of your mind, amen? Come to know the perfect will of God, the acceptable will of God, uh, the permissive will of God. So you gotta know, in the closet, that's what you're doing. You're getting this knowledge and, then, and it's changing you. It's renewing your mind. And as you renew your mind, you begin to understand the prophetic. You begin to understand what God has prepared. So when this thing came and shut down the whole world, I said, God, what's going on? Because you just confirmed my ministry and now it's shut down. And he said, no, 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 that's the time 
You're going to go out now very, very soon. But you're going to go with a different spirit. You cannot go with the same spirit. You've got to go with the spirit of love. Love has got to be the focus. That was the spearhead of all that God is going to do upon this earth and has done. Okay, it hasn't been seen. It hasn't been understood. Now it's going to be understood in a greater way because you and I are going to take it and the love of God is going to go before us and it's going to surround us. And then when we talk to the people, they will be changed because the love of God is going to hit them and they're going to change. Many, many people are offended and running all over here, helter scatter, looking for this love. They think they can find it in a human being, in a pastor or a church or an evangelist or somebody who comes and does a miracle sign and wonder. And when that thing is gone, it's gone and they don't feel the love anymore. Okay, they come to a church, they don't like the service, they don't like something about the service. And then they leave and then they've gone out into the world again. And they've gone out of that love blanket. That love atmosphere. Love is developed, my friends. Okay? It's not something that you fall, uh, it falls on you and then it stays there with you. You know, you might have fallen in love with your wife or your wife might have fallen in love with you. Right? But as soon as you st both started living together as husband and wife, pretty soon you began to realize that each of you had faults. And one can't stand the other and the other can't. By the time you had 25 years of marriage, you may want to divorce. You may want to walk away. And you say, oh, what's going on? That's when the love of God needs to come in. Right? That's the staying power. That, that's when you begin to understand, no, this is a soul. I have to love like I've never loved before. And it's not easy. Okay? It's not easy. But it will never make you ashamed. When you love God and you love His people, it will never make you ashamed. It may bring you to the edge. But it will never make you ashamed. That's the purpose of the Holy Spirit in us. That's why God poured out His Spirit. That we might be witnesses of this love. And witnesses of Jesus, Jesus the love of God. And witness of His power. So that wherever we go, whatever we do, we will see the glory of the Lord in the land of the living. So here we are. We see hope. Abraham. Having received hope, pushes into faith, and then faith manifests, and he gets what he has asked God and what was promised to him. King David, you know, was chased all over the countryside by King Saul. But he survived through the prophetic word of hope that he had received from the Lord, that he would be king. One day he would be king. Now, when he had the opportunity to kill Saul in the cave, he did not do it. Because he said, I will not touch God's anointed. Okay? Herein is a lesson to learn. That when, the, when your time comes, what God promised will come to pass. If you walk righteously with God. Okay? This is very, very, very important to understand. Righteousness is also love. Righteousness has also got to do with obedience. And obedience is love because God says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will obey me. Now, this is, this is paramount. Okay, people don't understand that. People think, oh, no, it's all about miracles, signs and wonders. You know, helping people, doing all of that. You can do all of that and you can disobey God. And that means you don't love God. So we need to understand this, my friends. 
okay that obedience to God's commandments is also love and the display of our love to God not God's love to us but our love to God and God's commandments are not griefs so keeping it is not going to be a burden if we know the love of God so we got to love we've got to forgive we've got to move forward and that is the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit has been taught as only for miracle signs and wonders not true <coughs> it is part of it but the real power of the Holy Spirit is love and the edification of the soul and the changing of the character of an individual that happens as we reveal the love of God Jesus through the Holy Ghost to us the more we know the more we understand you know that's why Paul prayed spirits of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus that's what we need that we might know the love of God we might know the height the length the depth and the breadth Paul says he bows his knee that they would Ephesians would come to know that I want to know that and you need to know that the time has come okay when this thing will plague will go and then we are to go out in the love of God and the power of God will follow that and so be ready be ready be ready do not lose hope okay do not lose hope because God is going to use you one day very soon be ready especially you've been waiting for ministry some of you have been saying God when are you going to use me I've been praying I've been fasting I've been seeking you you know I haven't seen it. I haven't got I haven't been released yet wait on the Lord and that is also hope waiting on the Lord is hope when you wait on the Lord your youth will be renewed your strength will be renewed and soon you will be released to go into all the world and preach the gospel then you're going to need God and the love of God because there will be things that you have to fight there are things that will be spiritual warfare there will be all manners of things that you've got to come and understand and I pray for you that one day God will speak to you in a very very powerful way and say today is the day that you will take up the cross and walk with me my friends that is the love of God you cannot just take up the cross you have to be prepared to take up the cross amen so the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost and I pray you're going to have a miracle encounter with the Holy Ghost that the Holy Ghost will come to your house and minister to you and that he will speak to you and you will know the manifest presence of God that's what we want shall we pray father we want to thank you for Jesus we want to thank you for this incredible love of God shed abroad in our hearts that we can see what you did for us how you pulled us out of the pit of hell and you blessed us anointed us ordained us chosen us and sent us into the world to do the same thing for others I pray father that Lord as we come out of this COVID-19 shutdown that Lord you're going to release us into a greater dimension than we have ever been before and we thank you that this outpouring the prophetic outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the love of God is going to be so profound that people begin to see know and understand that you are come and you are willing to help them in their worst situations help me and help each one of us to be your light shining in the darkness father in Jesus name even now pour out your spirit upon us upon all of us that there will be a new thinking a new understanding and a breakthrough that comes like never before 
In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen and amen.